Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, today we're talking about kidney disease and reversal. Now, not only this is really important, if you've noticed, like just driving around at dialysis centers, like everywhere, so something is damaging our species' blood filtration system. Um, now, a lot of the information that we talk about is censored, so we started a new YouTube channel. It's called True Health Tuesdays. So if the John B. Cairo channel is wiped out because it's only been there for 15 years, um, and you know, 700 something thousand people are are subscribed. Yeah, they're going to wipe it out. So go to True Health Tuesdays. If you miss on one, find us on the other. We're also we've got the Doctor B VIP, and that only costs two dollars a month, a two ninety seven a month. But it is we have all of the powerpoints, handouts, everything. Um, now, we also, the last Thursday every month, we have their apprenticeship program, and that's been really successful. We're going to talk about liver and kidney function, so it's a doctorate level in anatomy and physiology, but we also talk about how to regenerate tissue and reverse disease. And then we've got Extreme Health Academy, which is so much fun. I'm on there at least um, five to ten hours a month. Uh, we're going... Uh, we've got seminars, webinars, but man, everybody on there, if you've got a chronic injury or illness, Extreme Health Academy, and Bergman 14, you get it for two weeks for free. So kidneys. Now imagine if I said there's a herd of caribou that um, in the 100,000 of them are diagnosed with kidney failure every year. Wait, no, that's not caribou. Those are people in the USA. Kidney failure is the final age of chronic kidney disease. Now, diabetes is the most common cause, and that's type 2 diabetes. Now, 24 million people in the U.S. have diabetes. Now, when we start looking at this, you're thinking, well, wait a second. Isn't type 2 diabetes literally a blood toxicity issue? Absolutely it is. So blood has a function. It supplies oxygen to the tissue, supplies nutrients, removes waste, immunological function, um, helps the body repair, sends messages, hormones, regulates pH. I mean, it's amazing. So, and your blood is produced in the long bones. Now, see, your kidneys um, have sensors. And if there's, if you're in a low oxygen environment, like let's say you're in... Um, uh, some mountainous region in Colorado. You're in Denver. The low oxygen at the Mile High City will stimulate your kidneys to produce more erythropoietin. Erythropoietin is going to tell the long bones to make more red blood cells. And this is why a lot of athletes do blood doping where they train at high altitudes and they're literally going to re-inject their blood so they can increase their performance um, without uh, having any positive blood test. So there's a lot of legal ways to cheat. <laughs> but now blood is amazing. When you're in a stress state, and this is medications, um, uh, I can't say vaccines because that, that would um, be the prerequisite to getting censored. So vensored, since vaccines and censored kind of go together, we're going to call it vensored. Well, vensors actually cause damage to the blood, okay? So that blood, instead of being separate red healthy blood cells, it starts to clump together or coagulate. And this is a clotting together. And that's why 
one of the most popular vencerds around that the people are uh, intimidated, coerced, threatened in order to get because it's good for you, damn it, don't you know? Of course, it doesn't prevent infection or transmission. The ultimate vencerd, okay, which has never been used in human beings before the last two years, um, this one causes a clotting of the blood. This is why we're seeing a number of athletes die on the field. And it, it's also, if you've seen a sudden adult death syndrome, if you've seen billboards that say strokes can happen at any age, even in children, they're trying to normalize the loss of human life. Now, there's three stressors that can negatively affect blood, physical, chemical, and emotional. And you've got to um, address all three. Now, one of my favorite instructors, okay, his name was Fred Barge. He died a few years ago. But he would quote himself, okay, and he had this deep, booming voice. So I'm going to do a Fred Barge. Quote, drugging symptoms without addressing the cause causes chronic illness. Dr. John Bergman, D.C. Okay, yeah, so that just makes sense, though. If you're going to give a chemical to alter a physiologic reaction without understanding why the reaction is there, that's dumb. Now, you have an automatic nervous system. One part keeps you alive under stress, and that's brilliant. That's the sympathetic or fight or flight. The other part regenerates tissue, and that's called the parasympathetic. So in a chronic state of stress, the blood becomes thicker. Okay, and here's an article out of Archives of Internal Medicine. The effects of acute psychological stress on seared lipin levels and blood viscosity. It turns out that under short-term mental stress, it elicits a hemoconcentration, that's blood concentration, um, with increased fat or increased lipid concentrations, hemostatic factors, which means the blood starts to slow down and the blood viscosity, the thickness of the blood, increases. Isn't that weird? So when we're talking about a blood filter, and the blood filter uh, is the kidney, and the functional unit is called the nephron. Now, the nephron is a little tiny tube that goes down, has a loop on the bottom called the loop of Henle, and, and then it comes back up to to really filter out the blood. So everything's going to filter out, everything filters back, and then the waste products are excreted through the kidney and through the ureter and through your urine. Now, so imagine this. You've got two, two um, blood filtrations about the size of your fist. Six quarts of blood got to go through there every 20 minutes. So if the blood is thicker, but you still got to get the same blood through, what do you think has to happen to blood pressure? Come on, I'm waiting for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Blood pressure's got to go up in order to force the blood through the kidney. And so it's literally, if you've had chronic physical, chemical, emotional stress, and this blood cells start to clump together from either an injectable Vensard, um, if you're um, talking physical, chemical, emotional stress, the body's still got to get that thick blood through that little nephron unit, and that can damage it. This is also why um, diabetes, which again, thickens the blood, which causes joint issues. Um, and if you look at high blood sugar, again, same thing. It actually starts to clog those nephron units. Uh, 
Now, you've got to get six quarts of blood through that every 20 minutes. If you're not getting that blood through there, then your, your body starts to back up. You get toxic, and it doesn't work right. So pressure is going to have to increase. Now, what's crazy is um, doctors, and, and I'm not talking real doctors. I'm talking the medical profession that is pharmaceutically trained that gives a chemical to alter your physiology, disregarding the massive effects of those chemicals. So like if, if I suspected high blood pressure, and I was to give you a diuretic, or um, it's a blood pressure drug that stimulates kidney function. Well, it's going to damage the kidneys, but it's also going to lower your blood pressure. And so if a doctor thinks just giving you a drug to lower your blood pressure is going to save your kidneys, even though the drug is going to damage the kidneys, can you see how psychotic that is? Yeah. And these nephrons are really small. I mean, it goes down to about one cell. And if the blood um, cells are clumping together, that's a big deal. And this is why um, nephritis is super common. And nephron is the, is the functional unit of the kidney. Nephritis means that it inflames. And so when they become plugged, these nephron units, they become inflamed, they die. And this is why high blood sugar, high insulin, which is why diabetes and kidney disease go hand in hand. Now, when we're looking at diabetes, a third of the population are going to develop it. And, that's, and this is type 2 diabetes. And type 2 diabetes, see, what, what insulin's job is, Insulin's job is to get energy out of the blood into the cells. In type 1 diabetes, there's not enough insulin. So the pancreas has been damaged typically by Vensards or injectable medical procedures that damage that um, pancreas. Type 2 diabetes is a blood poisoning. It means you're taking in too many, too much energy. You're not, you're not utilizing it. And this is why the body forms triglycerides. It's, it's just the body is not utilizing that energy. And so since insulin's job is to knock on the cell wall and then get the, it's to get the blood sugar or the glucose out of the blood into the cells, that's insulin's job. Well, now insulin, they're called it insulin resistant, where the cell is knocking, the insulin's knocking on the cell and it won't accept more energy because it's full. So it's an over-intake of energy, and your body doesn't know what to do with too much energy, so it stores it in fat or stores it in triglycerides. Now, uh, in crazy world, they don't look at type 2 diabetes as a blood poisoning. They look at it as a disease. And what do they give? They give a medication, okay, like metformin or glucophage. And here's a great study out of British Medical Journal. They found out that if you lower blood glucose, because these drugs actually lower blood glucose, however, insulin levels remain high, and it's the insulin, high insulin levels, that do damage to the tissue. So if you lower blood glucose by 9%, you have a 19% increase in all-cause mortality. You have a 14% reduction in glucose, you get a 43% increase in death. Yeah, so this is huge. So just to address... The, the lowering or change of blood glucose um, and thinking that the person's healthy without addressing the underlying stressor, that doesn't work. So how about curing diabetes? 
and I don't mean treating it, I mean curing it. And there's three doctors that I absolutely adore. Dr. Bernstein's got a book, The Diabetes Solution. Uh, Dr. Gabriel Cousins, There is a Cure for Diabetes. Oh, bold guy. Yeah, and I, I recommend watch it as a movie, Simply Raw. And Joel Furman also um, wrote the book, The End of Diabetes. So there's a way to knock this out. So your kidneys produce um, uh, 180 liters per day. They filter it. And this produces about two liters of urine. Now, your, your bladder generally holds about 16, 12 to 20 ounces of fluid. So you're going to be urinating four to five times a day minimum, if not five to six. Now, um, this is how it works. It's a selective filtration. It removes waste and toxins from the blood and balances key biochemicals and hormones in the blood. Now, it's interesting. From a government site, kidney damage from some medications, poisons, or infections. Now, what do they say? And listen to this. This is our brilliant government. Um, they say medications, medicines that can harm the kidneys include, you ready for this? Antibiotics, uh, pain medicines such as aspirin or ibuprofen, blood pressure medications such as ACE inhibitors, and even the dyes they use in x-ray tests. So what are they saying damages this? Antibiotics, pain medications, blood pressure medications, specifically ACE inhibitors, and dyes. Now, what do they say the treatment is? Now, this is further down the list. The treatment is controlling blood pressure with slow kidney damage, so you need to give them an ACE inhibitor. Well, I know, you might be saying, well, wait a second. Didn't they just say blood pressure drugs cause kidney damage? Yes, they did. But remember, this is insane. Um, you give a chemical that causes an effect without thinking long term. This is our medical system. It is insane. Instead of looking at the body as developing high blood pressure, they might have some type of damage to the kidneys or the blood isn't efficient at doing its job. You don't want to temporarily give a medication which has long-term negative effects on the kidney and on the health of the person. Now, the, I mean, figure every day, every day, the kidney processes 200 quarts of blood and produces two quarts of waste products. So you're looking at about 1% of the blood that it filters turns into waste. Now, uh, the kidneys also produce erythropoietin, okay, which stimulates the bones to make red blood cells. It regulates blood pressure. Um, calcitrol, which is the active form of vitamin D, helps maintain bones. It regulates sodium, phosphorus, potassium. It's amazing. And about 15% of the people on dialysis today are on dialysis as a result of Tylenol and aspirin and what it did to the kidneys. Isn't that something? 15% of the people today on dialysis are from an over-the-counter pain reliever. I bet your doctor did tell you that. Now, if you've heard that aspirin a day for a healthy heart. Well, the Journal of the American Medical Association, and we're talking in 2000, um, they did a great study. They had patients 
that took the um, aspirin a day for cardiovascular prophylaxis. And what's interesting, they had the most obvious, in quote, the most obvious and striking thing about the results is a tremendous rise in risk of aspirin users of gastrointestinal complications, 450% increase. Additional gastrointestinal blood loss, GI intolerance, liver toxicity, and kidney damage. So if it's damage in the kidneys, damage in the liver, creatine intolerance, blood loss, um, what did it reduce the cardiovascular events? Quote, no difference was noted in the incidence of cardiovascular events irrespective of aspirin use. Uh, just because something's ineffective and dangerous doesn't mean it should not be recommended. <laughs> yeah, read that back. Just because something's ineffective and dangerous doesn't mean doctors shouldn't recommend it. Remember, this is the standards of care. Um, there was also a great um, a study. Now, this involved 100,000 people, 13 different countries. And this National Institute for Health Research and Technology Assessment. Um, 100,000 people a day take an aspirin. You'll have a 10 to 15% drop in coronary artery disease. Uh, that means there'll be about 33 to 46 fewer deaths per 100,000. So 100,000 people a day take an aspirin, beautiful. You save, on average, 40 lives. Of course, there'll be a 30%, 7% increase in gastrointestinal bleeding, or you'll lose about 100 people, and then you got around 9 to 10 people who die from stroke. Uh, Eileen Clark, professor of public health research, um, quote, clear that there is an incredible fine balance between possible benefits and risk of the intervention, we need to be extremely careful about over-promoting aspirin intervention without having first fully understood the negative side effects. Absolutely. Now, let's look at other causative factors that cause kidney damage. Um, early childhood membranous nephro nephropathy due to catatonic bovine serum albumin. Now, it's interesting that that's the title of the article. They're talking about how injecting bovine serum albumin, which is a type of protein, can is the most common cause of nephrotic syndrome. Remember, nephron is the functional unit of the kidney. Okay, now the pathogenesis, or how this thing actually damages it, is subepithelial immune deposits that are responsible for the impairment. So you get this injection, and it's it's um, a Vensard. Remember, we can't say the V word, okay? But any kind of injectable um, damages the wall of the glomerular capillary wall. It literally damages part on the inside. And bovine albumin is one of cow's milk and beef proteins that can escape the intestinal barrier and it does and thus induce anti-bovine serum albumins. What's interesting also is that if a child gets um, a Vensard, and children are getting about 72 Vensards, um, 17 different uh, um, Vensards uh, over uh, 18 years old. So 17 different uh, Vensards, um, 72 different doses uh, by the time they're 18. So like if you're like 50, 60 years old, you had probably two or three vaccines, if any. Uh, if you're um, 40 to 50 years old, you had about 12 to 15. 
if you're 30 years old, you had around 54. If you're 25 years old or 20 years old, you had 72 doses of 17 different uh, Vensards. Now, it's in, in, interesting, the, co the contents of a typical Vensard is bovine serum, fetal bovine serum. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there, human diploid cells. I mean, there's a lot of contents inside of a shot. And I'm not talking the, the uh, COVID shot. Okay, that's a whole different technology. But we're seeing a lot of damage from the kids in here. We also have GMOs. Now, the GMOs, and this is corn, soy, cotton, alfalfa, beet, flax, potato. There's a lot of different genetically modified foods out there. Now, this is slicing a protein. So we just mentioned how bovine protein can damage the kidneys, where they're splicing different genes together to form different proteins. Now, why is that an issue? Well, it turns out that the glyphobates herbicides, and this is why they're genetically modifying these, these seeds and these plants so they can withstand the glyphosate herbicide, the Roundup sprayed on it. Um, the problem is it causes carcinogens, it causes reproductive toxicity. This is one of the contributing factors to fertility going down. And also, a study out of Quebec, they found out that the Bt toxin, which is Bt corn, where the corn actually produces its own pesticide, is now found in the blood of pregnant women and their babies. So this is surviving the cow's digestion, the cooking process, the mom's digestion, and getting into our kids. And it's causing damage to the intestinal tract. Um, when we're looking at this, it, the genetically modified is horrible. Uh, it damages your entire structure. And this damages the arteries. So when we're looking at what type of um, understanding that the kidneys are a blood filter, they need to filter the blood. Anything that damages the tube that carries the blood is going to damage the artery. Okay? I mean, that's just basic common sense. And there's a lot of things you can do. If you notice that there's a clog in the artery, you can go in and um, put a wire cage in there. Okay? It's, it's called a stent. Or they can put a balloon in there called a balloon angioplasty. Well, within five years, the stent clogs up and the balloon angioplasty is you're just expanding the artery and you're not doing anything to fix the problem. Or you can have soluble fibers. You can have fresh fruit and juices. It seems too simple, but that's ideal. Um, now, when we look here, um, what other things can you do to prevent heart disease, to prevent cancers, Okay, flavonoids found in numerous fruit and vegetables and also certain teas. We're talking apples, broccoli, and certain teas. This is out of the American Journal of Epidemiology, 1999. So we're talking 23 years ago. It turns out that you increase vegetables, it decreases the risk of heart attack. Um, all, and this is um, nuclear factor kappa light chain enhancer of activated B cells. Uh, in short, that's called NFKB, and this is obtained found in most animal types, and it triggers a stimuli it's similar to stress. And this is uh, linked to all inflammatory diseases, 
such as cancer, myocardial infarction, diabetes, allergies, asthma, Crohn's, multiple sclerosis, all of these. Now, what's in nearly every fruit, uh, every fruit and vegetable contains inhibitors of this. So if you want to positively affect heart attacks, hardening of the arteries, cancer, diabetes, allergy, and asthma, okay, start eating more organic fruits and vegetables. Then you've got to look at the cause of stress and how to correct stress. I mean, literally, cause, what causes stress? And there's only three stressors, physical, chemical, and emotional. And so if you're correcting that, then you're actually correcting the problem, okay? It, it, it seems too simple. Now, when we talk about plant-based diet, organic plant-based diet, increasing your water intake. Now, if you're already on dialysis or taking medications for blood pressure, look at our blood pressure videos. What you've got to do is deep breathe before you check your blood pressure, and when you deep breathe 10 minutes diaphragmatically, you're also helping to detox the system because you've got four things that, that balance the system, respiration, perspiration, pooping, and peeping. So you can increase your respiration. That breathing is actually going to help alkalinize the system. You can increase your perspiration, which is absolutely fantastic because perspiring means you're detoxing the system. Uh, urination, okay, the kidneys are responsible for urination. So if those kidneys are taxed, you're not producing a lot of urine, you're going to have swelling. But you can reduce the swelling by breathing, diaphragmatic breathing, getting in saunas, and increasing the bowel movements. Increasing the bowel movements is huge. And this is going to be soluble fibers, juicing and blending. So look at the four detoxing pathways, respiration, perspiration, pooping, and peeping. And if you do all of those and get a plant-based diet so your blood becomes healthy, don't get any vencers. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to strengthen your immune system. Getting an experimental medical procedure forced injected in you uh, is not good. That just doesn't, doesn't make sense. Uh, um, but taking care of your health does. So literally, if you want to take care of the kidneys, you take care of the blood. You take care of the blood by maintaining healthy nutrients and getting that system back online. Okay, does that make sense? Now, tonight, we're going to talk about um, the, the PCR test, polymer chain re reaction test. Now, this is, again, this is why it's going to be on the censored portion, because you can't talk about this stuff in, with the controlled narrative media. But if you do look at, at the way our country's going, with more and more and more controls. Then I just saw an, um, an article last night, they're starting to attack the churches. And this happened in Germany in 1935-36. So we are looking at a radical takeover of our country. Um, then our country used to have religious freedoms. We used to have freedom of speech, freedom of expression. Um, but that's no longer true because currently um, there is a censorship that we can't talk about um, injectable medical procedures, we, and there's no more bodily autonomy. 
and the crazy people that are saying, my body, my choice, which I think it should be up to you. Um, you're, it should be in medications. Every other medical intervention should be up to you. So this Dr. John Bergman, Good for Health. God bless you, and I love you. And your body, your choice. But, man, if you think about it, if you've got a, a baby growing inside of you, um, try and give it life if, if you can. If you can't, God bless you. But, um, you know, life is sacred. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you, and I love you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.